Well, good morning, good morning. We're so glad to see each and every one of you here. So blessed and so blessed. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. And if you're here for the very first time, well, welcome to Harvest Bible Church. We're glad that you're here. And uh, we do want to say welcome. If you, it's your first time here, there, there are cards in the uh, seat pockets, but you know, in the chairs there that are connect cards. And it tells us, let us know a little bit about you. It tells us how we, you know, you found out about us, those kind of things there. So if you are here for the first time, fill that out for us so that we can get connected with you because we definitely want to see you're here, you're searching or you're looking and, oh, we just believe that we're the best church on this corner. Praise God. And we believe God's hand is upon us and He's doing great things. He really is. And we want to touch as many lives as we can. And uh, that's our heart. Our heart is to build people up so we can finish the race and finish our course. Amen. That's why we're here. We're to be a light in a dark world. Amen. And we just want to honor God. We want him to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Don't you want that? Don't you want God to say, well done? He, you don't want him just to say, well, well okay, you're done. Come on. <laughs> You know, you want them to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Amen. Glory to God. So go ahead and fill that out. And then when the offering bucket comes by, go ahead and drop it in there. Hey, we're going to go ahead and worship God with our tithes and our offerings. Magnify the Lord. Amen. Amen. You know, continuing to believe God. You know, this is not just a time. It's a time that you're honoring God with your life. You know, there's been such a, a, a battle, you know, since one national minister has talked about that he didn't believe in tithing anymore, and it causes all kinds of things, and everybody, but you know, in the United States, only 6% of people tithe anyways, and God does his whole thing. Now, our church, we're a lot better than that, because you guys know better, and it's not, it's not, the, I mean, you do. I mean, you know, people want to say, well, it's not in the New Testament, it's not this. Listen, if you want Abraham's blessings, you better do what Abraham did. Okay, don't talk to me about Galatians and talking about being Abraham. We get the promise of Abraham, the promise of all this stuff. If you're not going to be obedient to do what he said, Abraham honored God and he got it from God. Hallelujah. 400 years before Moses ever showed up. But the, but the problem is, is that, you know, I heard an old minister say this one time, you know, the kickers never give and the givers never kick, which simply means you're either a giver or a taker. And most people get nervous and get, you know, because they don't understand seeking first the kingdom of God. You know, I always humorously say this of what Lester Summerall said. He had a guy in his church that didn't have much. He said, hey, I'm believing, so let's pray. So he's believing God, and the guy started making $50 a week and put $5 in the offering. He's like, that's really cool. And so he said, but I just, you know, want to, uh, you know, believe God. I said, well, you just keep honoring God. He'll do that. Well, all of a sudden, he started making $500 a week, and so he was having a hard time with that $50, and he came in and talked to Brother Summerall. He said, hey, I'm just having a hard time giving. This is back in the day. And then Brother Summerall says, no problem. Give me your hands. He grabs a hold of me and he says, God, get him fired from this job. Get him back to that job that he's making $50. <laughs> get obedient. And the man pulls it and says, no, 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 no. He said, Brother Summerall, no problem. That 50 is no problem to give. <laughs> Brother Summerall didn't mince any words. He was tough. You know, it, it's so funny. You know, you look at these guys and... Uh, Brother Hagin used to say this. He'd say, I, I can't write a book to make money. Never could write a book. Brother Hagin wrote, you know, hundreds of books. And he said, Lester Summerall told me first. He, he said, I write all of my books I write to make money because you need to give me your money. You don't know what to do with your money. You need to give it to me because I know what to do with it. <laughs> 
Loved them both. They were awesome. Both of them were men of God. Both of them were great in what they did. Amen. Because you know what they told Brother Summerall when he came? He was 50 years old and they made him get off the mission field. Said he was too old. He said, I'm not too old. I just got started. He said, no, you're too old. You have to get off nothing. And so then he just came back, went to South Bend, started a ministry called La Cie Ministry, turned it into a $50 million a year ministry, traveling all over the world and feeding people, doing things, just God just doing supernatural things in his life after 50. You know, when they told him he was finished, told him he was finished, you know. And uh, so we look at things and we see the reason I'm sharing, I just felt impressed because sometimes there's such an attack and everybody thinks, well, I can't. Well, you, but you, you got to understand it. When you honor God, he does great things. And we're blessed. And look, we're blessed. You guys are awesome. But you got to watch the enemy trying to rob from you. Yes. Amen? You got to tell him. Tell him to take his hands off of your finances. Tell him to take off, you know, of what's going on. And you just commission the angels to bring in that money that you need and the blessing so that you can sow more and be a bigger blessing. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. We want to do that. We want to honor God. Amen? You guys are all so wonderful and so precious, but you can help somebody else that's hurting, okay? So let's pray over this offering. Heavenly Father, we just thank you and praise you because you are so great. We bring our tithes. We worship you. Father, thank you for Harvest Bible Church. Thank you for these amazing folks that are givers. Father, they tithe, they give, they honor. They're so precious. Father, they understand your word. Hallelujah. So you are opening the windows of heaven. You are causing all grace to abound toward them. Thank you, Father. You're causing them to rise up and be blessed so that they can sow and sow and sow even more and more and more. Lord, we honor you for that. And I just thank you, Father. It says each one of us purposes in our heart to give. That's how we give. Hallelujah. We're not giving grudgingly or said, but we're giving because we love you and honoring you and being obedient to what your word says. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Ushers, go ahead. Let's receive this offering. Go ahead. Amen. Amen. Good morning, everybody. Are you feeling alive and well? Come on, we got coffee out for a reason. <clears throat> I know y'all had to wake up an hour earlier, but hey, you get coffee, so it's worth it. A um, couple quick announcements for you. Um, this upcoming Saturday, we have something really awesome coming up with Reverend Joe Morris. We have the End Times Made Easy Seminar. It is 9 a.m. to 12 p.m., um, and we're basically going to be learning, and he's going to be breaking it down for us in a way that's easy for us to digest. And as a bonus, he's going to be preaching the following Sunday, um, that next day. So the seminar is going to be October the 15th. That'll be this next Saturday, 9 a.m., and then the 16th, that Sunday, he'll be sharing with us and giving us a word. Uh, with that said, though, there will be no ladies' breakfast um, for this upcoming Saturday, which would be the 3rd. But hey, if you show up anyways, then you got something great to come to. So no worries. Just bring your own breakfast, okay? No. And today is something also really special. Um, today is Pastor Appreciation Day. And um, we need to give some honor where honor is due. So first, we need to honor Pastor Mark. Would you please stand? Would you show Pastor Mark some love? Give him some honor. Come on now. Yes, yes, Pastor Mark. <laughs> All right, thank you, thank you. I think he gets it, yeah. <laughs> Pastor Mark does so much for this church. Um, I called him last night at 7 o'clock, and he was here hanging stars in Children's Church. So that's faithful right there. And, of course, we have to mention our other pastor, 
Pastor Pam, who's teaching in kids. I want to hear the same. Come on, we got to have the same. Yes, hallelujah. And we want to thank Pastor Pam this morning, um, but she's over in Children's Church. Yeah, actually, let me, let me make a call real quick. Let me see if I can get a hold of her. Okay, so let's see here. They're not answering. They're screening my call. Oh, there he is. Greg. All right. Hello, church. Church. I am live. Children's church right now. Pastor Pam is currently in the middle of teaching her lesson. We have some flowers that we want to present her with to thank her for all she's done. So we're going to be in there now, and we're going to give them to you. Hey, Pastor Pam, Pam, we have a, 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 we do. we do. Hello, Pastor Pam. <laughs> we are, we are, are, in, are in the middle of Pastor Appreciation Sunday, and we know they know that we in service this morning because we're teaching all these awesome kids. So we are bringing some flowers to you. Thank you. We find you here. There we are. Sorry, get your hands full. I got some flowers here. We're going to some kids. Perfect. We talked about this in class today. And we are just so thankful for all that you do for Harvest Bible Church. You can see there we got the church on the line. This is live. Hey guys, it's Thank you, Thank you so much. much. But we love you. We appreciate you both, Pastor Mark, Mark and Pastor Pam. And, and just we won't want to interrupt your, your class too much. Too much. We just want to yeah. tell you that we love you. And thank you for all you do for Harvest Bible Church. Well, you know, we're all about honor here. So. We just had to do that for Pastor Mark and Pastor Pam. And that's going to be it for the announcements, you guys. And Pastor Mark will come. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you for doing that. I do have one more announcement, which is for the 55-plus ladies. Uh, they're going to be going to the Apple Hill trip on October 22nd. So, uh, uh, but there'll be times to meet and everything else will be upcoming. But uh, Miss Cecilia's over in the nursery, and so she wanted me to announce that for you. Amen? Amen. And then also, I want to really give a big plug-in for what we're going to be doing on Saturday. Uh, Joseph Morris is a, is, a, is a friend of mine. He's been a friend of mine for many, many years. And uh, he's, uh, God's called him to teach on the book of Revelations and just on the end times. And uh, he wrote a book called End Times Made Easy. And uh, I've read it and reading it, and it's, uh, it's a really cool book, but it just gives the 88 or not 88, but many signs that are there that it just lets us know that we're close. And uh, he, um, he's traveling all over the United States, just book solid, and God's just using them to just get us ready, not in a, in a, in a negative sense, it's in such a positive, positive sense. And uh, the good thing about that is, is that you need to know to be ready. If it's the last two minutes of the football game or the, you know, or the last two minutes of the contest, you're looking to say, okay, how do we do this? How do we finish and how do we win? 
And that's the key. That's what we're looking at. We're looking at the sea and we're watching these things. And so we want to invite you, want you to be here. We'll, we'll feed you at the end of it, as always, you know, cause just to entice you to come more. And, uh, but also, just come and be blessed. It's, it'll be good. You know, we'll be doing, you know, three 50-minute classes. And uh, so we'll get 50 minutes, get a break so you can go to the restroom, do things, and then come back and all that kind of wonderful stuff. I guarantee you won't be bored guarantee that you will know things and uh, it's amazing of what goes on that we don't hear about. It's amazing about what things that mainstream media does not tell us about things and uh, uh, so it's, it's so that we need to grab a hold and, uh, and just know. How many know you need to know uh, the times that we live in and also we need to know that hey Jesus is coming back. Amen. Amen. So I want to invite you, of course, you know, he's going to be here Sunday and he's going to minister. It's going to be a blessing. And uh, he's, he's, just, he's just a nice guy. Amen. Hey, if you have your Bibles, praise God. Aren't you glad for the Word of God? Aren't you glad that you're getting the Word of God and understand how powerful the Word is? I know that you guys, this morning's class was the attributes of God. And, you know, trying to describe God is very, very, very difficult because he is just undescribable in a lot of ways. And but we know that, he, you know, the only one big giant characteristic is what they sing about today is his love. Praise God. God doesn't have love. He is. I mean, amen. God doesn't have faith. He is. Okay. I mean, they're just everything that protrudes out of him. And that's why he gave it all to us. Aren't you glad that he gave us the fruit of the spirit? When you got born again, you got his love. Amen. You got his joy. You got his peace. So you have no excuses. You got no excuses about walking in love. You got no excuses about walking in peace. And you got no excuses about walking in joy. And God's given us those things for us to walk in. Amen. Now we know the very next one is long suffering. Nobody hates that one. But, uh, but uh, man, can you make God, because he is long suffering, and, you know, I mean, he's putting up with all of us. Can you imagine that? Golly, bless his heart. Amen. Talk about faithful. But I just want to share some things this morning. The Lord just kind of quickened me as I was just thinking and talking. It's okay, Lord, I know I'm talking about resist, and there's so many things that we need to do in understanding how to do this. You know, it's hard to resist or think you can resist unless you understand how much authority you have. And, you know, it's hard to uh, allow God to be God in your life until you know how much he loves you. Amen. What's behind? Or also, it's really hard to resist things not knowing, do I have the power or the authority to do that? And God's given us all those things. So today, I'm just going to stir you up. He just told me to encourage you today. So go to Psalms 23. Amen? I, you know, I, I study, I write all these notes down. Pages and pages. And I never finish. Sometimes I never even get to get started. And so they don't have any of these notes because these just came. <laughs> Amen? And, uh, uh, you know, so many things are going. But we look at this, Psalms 23. I'm going to read it to you out of the Amplified Bible. And we all know Psalms 23. We learned this, you know, as kids or we learn things. And, but I tell you, I love Psalms. I love, I love the Word of God where it describes our Heavenly Father and what He is to us. This Psalm is David's confession about what the Father means to him. Amen? And believe it or not, there's, there's a, uh, literally 12 things in here 
that you need to grab a hold of because he, God wants to be all 12 of these things to you. Amen? We've heard enough bad news. We've heard enough junk that's going on. Now let's talk about what God's doing now and what God wants to do to the end of the earth, what he wants to give to you and I. He wants to finish. He wants us to move forward. Amen? So here in Psalms 23, it says, the Lord is my shepherd, hallelujah, to feed, to guide, and to shield me. Amen. I shall not want. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides the still and quiet waters. He refreshes and restores my soul, my life. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the sunless valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod to protect and your staff to guide. They comfort and console me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed and refreshed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy and unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell forever throughout all my days in the house and in the presence of the Lord. Amen. I mean, glory to God, we can get blessed just right there. Now, the Amplified always add all these different words, but you know, there's a de- declaration that David is saying here, and he's declaring who God is in life. You know, you have to have declarations in your life. You have to resist the, the thought process or resist saying words of negativity, resist saying uh, what you see and start begin to believe or begin to say what you actually believe in, what the Word of God says about you. Amen? And right here in Psalms 23, it talks about God's role in our life. So I'm going to give you these 12 things real fast. You're going to listen real fast, okay? Because here it is, you know, the very first one is this, is that, of course, we know that the whole, there, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I shall not lack, I shall not want. Provision. The number one thing is God is always going to provide. And he's going to provide whatever you need, whether it's material things. He's going to provide everything for you, love, joy, peace. He's going to provide all that for you. He's placed it within you. He's your provider, amen? He's Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, your provider, amen? God always, you know, when God, in the Old Testament, when he wanted to say, this is who I am, that's how he, he ascribed himself. He had to say, I am Jehovah, and then he'd say a word behind it, I am the Lord, your provider, Remember, Abraham was up there on the mountain, and, and, and Isaac said, where's the sacrifice? And what did Abraham say? He said, Jehovah Jireh, that means God will supply. He's going to supply. And he did. He supplied a ram in the thicket. Amen? Yes. God's going to supply. God is going to meet every need. Isn't it amazing? Because when you, you know, just, just a little side note here. See, when we talk about tithes and offerings and things like that, I don't know why we're doing that. Maybe we need to help somebody. I've never, you know, it's like, hey, because we're blessed. And we're going to continue to be, but it's going to help you because here it is here is that, you know, the, when you talk about this, uh, uh, wanting to be blessed or God's going to be our provider, it's just believing that he is and that he will. Amen. Amen. You got to believe that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I love that. I love that. Sometimes I just say that over and over again. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. When they looked at me, I said, Lord, that's my shepherd. I shall not lack. Glory to God. God's going to, he's making a way. Where there may not seem to be a way, but God's making a way. Amen? 
Then he said, he lets me lie down. The King, you know, King James says, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. The Amplified said, he lets me lie down in green pastures. Aren't you glad for this? That God is your rest. Everybody take a deep breath. Oh, so nice to be. Because you can rest in God. God's got it. Believe it or not, God's got it. Believe it or not, God's got a plan. Believe it or not that God, hallelujah, has everything under control in his kingdom. He's letting the world go out of control. So they'll destroy themselves. But in his kingdom, he's got everything under control. So you want to be in his kingdom. Amen? You want to take hold, you want to let that rest in there and know. Because what, this is the father. This is the father, his role that he wants to play in our lives. Now, it only works if you believe it. Isn't that amazing? It, or don't just love God. I love God. He put us all on the same playing field. He didn't say, you know, how much talent you had or anything. He said, it doesn't matter. God said, if you want everything I have, you just got to believe. Got to have faith. You got to believe. And everybody can do that. Amen. He says that you got to have rest. Isn't it wonderful when he leads you beside steel water? It means he's going to be your peace. Third thing is he's going to be your peace. God wants to be your peace. How you in the midst of a world of what we're going on, peace is so precious. Just getting into that peaceful place. You know, you can get busy, busy, and it seems like we're getting more and more and more and more and more and more busy. You know, it makes no sense in one sense to do what we've done to start a school of the Bible and then have a later service and be here more and all these things and do all this stuff that we're doing. Why are you guys ramping up? Why are we doing that? Because we know that Jesus is coming, but we know that we've got to prepare the troops. We've got to prepare you to stand strong and to finish your course. Amen? But in the midst of that, God's going to provide. He's going to give rest. He's going to give peace. It's going to be fun. Amen? Hallelujah. It is. It is, because more trials, more temptations are going to come, and you're going to be able to count it all joy. You don't like that, but you're going to get to. Amen? Hallelujah. He goes on to say, he restores my soul. What does it mean to restore your soul? Well, your soul is where all the problems come from. All of your problems are in your head. Thank you for your just overwhelming response. But they are. They're all in your thought processes. Your emotions of what goes on. It's what he restores your soul because your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. And your soul needs to be renewed a lot. Remember what he said over in James that he's given us the engrafted word to save our soul, to continue to do that. So we've got to take the word of God so that we can get renewed. Remember what Romans chapter 12 says is that we be renewed in, the, in, in our mind, you know, knowing what is the good and perfect will of God. Hallelujah. Don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Amen. Renewing of your mind, helping you to think right. God restores our soul. God restores our thinking. Amen. Because if you look at the life of David, he, he, he let his thinking get out of the way a lot of times. Amen. But thank God God restored his soul. And guess what? God can restore. So if your mind's going crazy and you're thinking about, oh, I got this, I got that. Glory to God. Just let God restore. Let's have a restoration. First of all, you got to say, mind, shut up. Stop. We're going to think on these things. Hallelujah. We're going to let God restore us. Amen. And then that goes on to say, he leads me in the paths of right. He leads me in the right path. God's guidance. 
And this is probably one of the biggest things that God wants to do right now in the body of Christ. He wants to guide you and I to be at the right place at the right time so that he can provide everything that we need, but also so that we can be the blessing that we need to be and that we can be there to, be, to minister to people's lives, to touch people's lives. Amen? God's guidance is so important. We can hear his voice. The Bible says he's the good shepherd and we know his voice. It's not, and his voice isn't hard. It isn't hard to hear. It's not hard to hear. God's not hiding. Amen? He put his Holy Spirit in you so that he'd teach you and share that. Don't you know the voice of the Holy Spirit is the voice of God and the voice of his word? God always shines forth through his word, through his son, hallelujah, and through all things that are around us. He's trying to get things to us. God's not hiding. He's trying to get things to you. Amen? He's wanting to guide you. Why? Because he has the best plan. He's like, man, go this way because they're going to be so blessed. And you're like, no, I'm going to go this way. No, that's, that's not near as good as over here. Amen. God's hand, God's plan. And guess what? He's not telling us to hang on. He is telling us that we endure till the end with endurance and long suffering. But he's telling us, I know my plans for you. Those plans are still right. They're plans for good and not evil. They're plans to bring an expected end to you. God is still on the throne. God's still moving. God is still doing. And God is the one that's going to cause great things to take place in our lives. Amen? I mean, we see this. We got to know that. Hallelujah. That he leads us in those paths. And his paths are the right paths. Aren't you glad? I'm so glad for his guide. So glad. Sometimes it doesn't look like the right thing to do, but you go, Lord, I'm just going to trust you. Amen? Hallelujah. But what about number six? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. This is a big one because this is the role of the father. This one is security. This is knowing that you're secure in his love. You're secure in his grace. You're secure in his promises. See, that goes back to everything. It goes back to everything that we're doing, everything that you want to do. When God speaks to you to do something, you're secure in what he's saying. You're secure in him. You've got security. You've got that security that he'll uphold you, that no matter what, you'll do what you know, he says to do, and you trust him. It's kind of like the, the little joke that says somebody's hanging on the edge, and they're hanging on a branch, and they're yelling up, hey, is anybody up there? Can you help me? Can you help me? All of a sudden, a voice from heaven says, yeah, I can help you. Oh, great. Good. What do I need to do? Let go. Is there anybody else up there that can help me? But you have security that no matter if you let go, you're going to fall into his hands, into his arms. Amen? It's, you know, because not only does it say, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, what does it say? I will fear no evil. How many know God's still God? All the promises of God are still yes and amen. How many know God's still doing? How many know the devil's still defeated? The devil is still defeated. He's lying. He's lying. He's speaking so loud that, that you, seem, you think he's got a resurrection or something. No. He's still dead. He's still defeated. Jesus defeated him. Jesus stripped him. Yeah, he's being very mouthy. You know why? Because he knows his time is short. That's what he's doing. He knows his time is short. And so it, it, there's all this prayer. But God is still God. God is still powerful. God is still almighty. You know, we watched, you know, watching the kids while you guys are in the class, and uh, 
they hooked up Superbook over there, so they watched the thing for 26 minutes on Superbook, and it was about the beginning, and it showed Satan being kicked out of heaven. And of course, the way they portrayed there's this great big battle and all this stuff, and how it had to fight, you know, and you didn't know if the good were going to win, but the good finally won, and Satan was kicked out of heaven. I don't believe that, because the Bible says that Satan was kicked out of heaven by the finger of God, and I believe it was God's little finger, and I maybe went, and that was it. And you were down because Jesus said, I beheld Satan when he fell from heaven and he fell to the, as lightning. I mean, how fast does lightning, how, how, how long was that battle? If it was as fast as lightning, it was over in a, in a, in a lightning bolt. That wasn't a very big battle. <laughs> God's God. God's God. Amen. Hallelujah. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. it makes for good stories. It makes for good things when you have to have a lot of drama. But I just believe Satan said, I'm going to do this. And God said, you're done. Because <laughs> God's God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Notice he goes on to say, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Aren't you glad? that God can comfort you at all of the hurts and the pains that you go through. I'm so glad for God's comfort and God's grace, his mercy. It is, it's such a good thing. I'm just so glad. Because this is, remember, this is the role of the father. This is his role in David. This is David confessing that this is God. This is what God does. God, God is my provision. He is my rest. He is my peace. He's my restoration. He's my guidance. He's my security. And he's my comfort. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He's my all in all. Amen? Because he's going to do all this stuff for me. He said, then he says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Who cares if the devil's there? You're right there. God's preparing a table. How to, he's going to make sure that you have sustenance. He's going to make sure that you have plenty. Amen? But that's an answer. So that, you know, the seventh one is sustenance, which simply means is that no matter what goes on, no matter the enemy, God's going to get a table, a table before you in the presence of your enemy. He's got a banqueting table just for you. Amen. We see God's hand. We see his plans. It's like, hey, I'm going to walk. I'm not going to feel it because God's got a table. And you look around and go, who cares if he's there? Amen? We give the devil way too much credence. We give the devil way too much place in our... The Bible says, give the devil no place. Remember what Jesus said on the way to the cross? He said, Satan doesn't have anything in me. Wow. I can dare say, Satan's got some, some strongholds in all of us. And some things in the mirror. But, but Jesus said, he don't have anything in me. And Jesus said, you're supposed to walk as he walks. So we got to get to that place. Amen? But you, you do realize we have to change. You do understand that you ain't perfect. Because, you know, if, you, if you're saying that, we'll have an altar call for liars at the end of the service here. Help you out. Get you set free. Because uh, there was only one perfect person and he's in heaven. Hallelujah. At the right hand of the Father. And uh, we're striving for that. Amen. You know, that's, that's, that's the biggest lie in our, in our world right now is that everybody wants acceptance and in order for you to accept them, you have to, you know, be in agreement to, to what they're doing. And that's the lie. I can, I, I can love you and, 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 and accept you for who you are, but despise what you're doing. Hate it. And that has nothing to do with you, but has everything to do with what you're doing and your actions, but has nothing to do with who you are. 
So that's why everybody says, well, no, you, if you're going to love me, then you've got to accept me and you've got to all. I said, no, I don't. God doesn't either. See, if you would say, get on, no, no, you're just harsh. No, I'm just truthful. Praise God. You've got to get truth out here. Do you know, if the whole world stinks, then you've got to check you. Okay? You better check under your, under your nose. Why? Wait, wait, wait. It, it's you. You know what I'm saying? And, and everybody, because you know, everybody thinks it's all about them. It's, it's, it, and I got news for you. It ain't, it ain't about you. It's about Jesus. It's about him and about what his plan is and what he's saying. Sorry. Hallelujah. We get all these situations where people want to do this. You know, glory to God. It's amazing what, what happens in that. Amen? Sorry, that was number eight with sustenance. I, so you guys, you guys can count. I can't. But it's good. Hey, number nine is this. It says, you anoint my head with oil. Man, aren't you glad for the anointing that breaks every yoke of bondage in your life? God's anointing will break every yoke of bondage over your life. The devil can take years and years and years to build up strongholds, and one touch from God's anointing can wipe it out in a matter of seconds. He can heal you. He can deliver you. He can, say, he can bring, bring your mind back into, into, into right thinking. Amen. He can touch you and change you. Just thank God for the anointing of God because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. It breaks the yoke of anything that's bad because everything is good comes from the Father. Amen? God's design. And God wants to be this role. It's the role of what he wants to be. It's what David said. David's making a declaration. This is who God is in my life. That's why he can be fearless and bold. Amen? Isn't it amazing that, he, you know, when they, he was there and they came back and Ziglag was burned and, and they'd taken his wives, taken all the stuff, everybody's stuff, and the men said, it's your fault, they wanted to kill David. David went away and he encouraged himself in the Lord. But then he said, Lord, do I chase after or do I let him go? Wow. Wow. He said, God, do I chase after or do I let him go? God says, go get him and get it all back. Do you know David had no fear because God told him, go get it, get it. He knew he was going to win. He knew he was going to get him, you know. Hallelujah. And he went and he won and he brought it all back. Amen. We, we see the hand of God. Why? Because of the anointing that was upon the, the thing that was there. Amen. Look what the next is number 10. My cup runs over. And if your cup's not running over, it's because you're not fellowshipping with the Father like you should or honoring the Father like you should or doing what he's asked you to do because your cup should run over. You should have an abundance. Everybody gets real nervous about that. You get real nervous about that. But, you know, here's the key. When you have an abundance, you have a supply. When the need arises, you're ready. Amen? When the need arises, you're ready to just answer that need. You're not looking here or looking there. You got the need that arises, and you got the money to do it and the finances to do it or the resources to do it. Amen? You're ready. See, most people think, well, that's just, oh, that's just, you know, yes, it's excess. No, God calls it abundance, and he calls it running over, and he says, that's what you should have. It's, I mean, it always makes people nervous, but that's just the way it is, you know. And people will always be mad at you if you have more than them. And people will always get mad at your harvest, but they won't ever examine your seed. See, they'll always look at me, well, they'll always judge your harvest and say, well, you, you, what, what makes, how come you're getting all, how come you're getting this great harvest? Because they planted a great seed. And they've got seed in the ground. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. To allow God to be God in our life. There's an abundance. A cup runs over. Number 11 is this. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Woo-hoo. This one is confidence. 
And this is what many of the body of Christ lacks because they don't, they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're not taking God at what his word says. And so they don't have confidence that when they hear his voice to be obedient to do it. Or they don't have confidence that God's going to keep them is, 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 with them. They don't have confidence in God's security. They don't have confidence in God's peace. But he said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. You know, you go and say, hey, I'm blessed. People get all nervous about that, get mad at you. If you start talking good about yourself, start talking about what God's doing in your life, start testifying of what the Lord is doing and how great, people get jealous, they get frustrated, they get mad instead of rejoicing. The Bible says when we hear something great, we should rejoice instead of hearing something bad and rejoicing over that. In fact, the Bible tells us don't rejoice over that. Love doesn't rejoice over injustice and unrighteousness. You know? Amen? So, so we look at these things here. And so we've got to turn it around, though. We've got to turn around and say, it doesn't matter what the devil says. It doesn't matter what the world says. We've got to declare this is who my father is. This is my father doing this. This is my father. Hallelujah. And we've got to have confidence. Because you remember what 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15 says? This is the confidence that I have in him. That if I ask anything according to his word or his will, he hears me. And if he hears me, then I know that I have the petitions that I've desired of him. I know, I know, I know, I know. I've got confidence. This is the confidence. I've got confidence that surely goodness and mercy is going to follow me all the days of my life. Hallelujah. His goodness, his mercy. Glory to God. God's not up there going, man, I didn't think it was going to get this bad. Nothing's taken him by surprise. He's got us. And here's the last one. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever, which simply means I'm going to have union with him. I'm going to be connected to him forever, and no one's going to pluck me out of God's hand. No one's going to stop me from having fellowship, no matter what, no matter what. And it's not going to bother me what anybody else says. Hallelujah. Because God is God. Amen. He is God. He is so amazing. And God tied his names to all of these. You know, God tied, remember I said Jehovah Jireh. We all know that one because that's his provider. But the Lord is my shepherd. He said, I, I'm, I'm Jehovah Rohi, R-O-H-I. I'm Jehovah Rohi. I'm your shepherd. How do you know the shepherd leads? He doesn't drive. He leads. And, and the sheep know his voice. Amen? Remember, he also said, I'm Jehovah Shalom. I'm your peace. And that's a piece, nothing missing, nothing broken. Glory to God. Amen? There's another button in the Bible that says that he is Jehovah Shammah, which is I am here or I am present. How many know the presence of the Lord is here to heal? The presence of the Lord is here to deliver. His presence, why? Because when we gather together, there he is in the midst of us. He's here. And he said he would be. So he said, I am this person. I am this. I am this. Amen? And it's so important that we take hold of this because what happens is, is that we want to understand the attributes of God. You know, he's indescribable, but all of the things, he's, he's at the top of the list on everything. Amen? He's at the top of the list with joy, peace, love. He's at the top of the list that he's omnipresent. He's at the top of the list that he is health and healing and wholeness. I mean, he is, he's the great physician, praise God. He's awesome. You know, God is so amazing. God is so... But here's the thing about it is, is that you know, you're teaching, you get a little excited about it, but until they become revelation, not until they drop down on the inside and you say, yep, that's mine. I'm going to take that as mine. He's my healer. He's my deliverer. 
deliverer. He's my brother. He's Jehovah Jireh for me. He's Jehovah Rapha for me. He's Jehovah Shammah for me. He, he's, he is these things. Amen? He's Jehovah Tassid Kanu, which is, means he's my banner. He's my righteousness. He is those things to me. You take hold of that because like David, David was proclaiming. He said, this, how did the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. What a statement. What a statement that changes everything. Hallelujah. You know? And the cool thing is, is that God wants to be more real to you than he even was to David. Because David couldn't be born again. And you are. You have the spirit of the living God living and dwelling on the inside of you. You've got greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. The spirit of God lives on the inside of you. Hallelujah. And he'll lead you. And, God, and that same spirit that raised up Christ from the dead dwells in you. It's going to quicken. It's going to make it live. It's going to bring life. It's going to show you things to come. Amen. Thank God for that. We've got that. We've got that. And God's given us authority. He's given us authority. He's given us authority over the enemy. Amen. And so since he's given us authority, we need to take it and then we need to take dominion. Now's the time. And how do you take dominion in your life? With your voice. With your voice. The enemy is always trying to get his voice out there. We hear that every single day. But you got to get your voice out there. You know, people always complain and say, well, you know, this is happening, that's happening. I say, well, have you taken authority over that? Have you come against that? Well, no. What do you mean, no? You got the authority. You have to take authority over that. You got to take authority over words, first of all. You got to take authority over the enemy. Most people don't even want to believe there is a devil. But I got news for you. There is. Hallelujah. And he loves it that you don't believe in him. Because he can do all kinds of things against you. Hallelujah. But the Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. So why would you need somebody greater in you if there's nobody greater out there? If there's nobody out there coming against you. The Bible says that the Satan roams around like a roaring lion trying, you know, to, to, to just come against you, you know, and just take, a, you know, come over and do things to those whom he can't. But he can't take you over that. Amen? He is. He's like a roaring. He's got a big mouth. Satan's got a big mouth. He does. But he's got all these words and everything, you know, that try to do that. But the Bible says, if we resist steadfast in the faith, whom resists steadfast? See, I mean, Satan, like a roaring, roams around seeking whom he may devour. Whom resists steadfast in the faith. Whom resists? Just tell him, shut his mouth. Say, no, Jesus said. This is what Jesus said. It is written. You got to do. It is written. Amen. You got to take hold of the word of God. But you got to do it. You can't just think it. You got to do it. You got to say it. You got to let people know. You got to let the devil know where your stand is. You got to let, let everybody else around you. And you got to be ready for people to judge what you say and look at you. And you got to say, yeah, watch me. Watch what God can do because this is what God can do. Why? Because I believe that what he said, hallelujah, especially what David said in Psalms 23, that the father's role, this is, he was his declaration of who his father was. This is a declaration of who my father is, my heavenly father. Hallelujah. He desires, he gets so excited when you believe him. Because guess what? You never bother God. You never bother God. And you can talk and talk, ask him, you know, you can be the most annoying kid and you won't bother him. He doesn't get tired like we do. He's excited that you keep coming and say, hey, it's me again. 
It's me again. I want to do this. It's me again. I believe what you said. It's me again. I want this right now. Amen? Let's bow our heads. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you, love you, and praise you. Father, thank you for your amazing grace. Thank you for these folks that are here. Father, I just stirring them up, stirring them up, stirring them up, because the word's been planted. The attributes of God. God is such an incredible God. He's amazing. And he's our father. He's not just God, but he's our father. And he'll always do a father's part. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Father. Hallelujah, that he is the Lord, our shepherd, that Jesus is that and everything, it it belongs to us. Hallelujah. Oh, I just thank you, Lord. You're revealing your truth to us. You're revealing your strength. Father, let us be that which we're supposed to be. Let us rise up with a voice of triumph. The Bible says shout with a voice of triumph. Means we win. We won. The devil is defeated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we are going to rise up and tell him he has to stop and desist in his maneuvers in our lives. Lord, we thank you for that. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Father, I just thank you for each and every person that's here. Father, I know in all those things, there's one or two of those that's just ministering to their hearts right now. That they needed that. I think many needed the security. They need to know that they can be secure. That God's not casting them out. God's not going to leave them behind. God's not disappointed in them. They might have done what everybody may have said they did, but they're not who they say they are in the sense that when they ask for forgiveness, they're forget free. God's blood, Jesus' blood covers multitudes of sin. Jesus' blood washes us white as snow where we can stand in the presence of God as if we had never sinned and we can be free from condemnation and guilt. Free from condemnation and guilt. Hallelujah. Because we serve the living God. We serve a living God. Father, another one that you just brought back up to me was confidence. The Hebrew writer said that Let us not let go of our confidence in him because it has great recompense of reward. Because after we have done the the promise, after we have done the will of God, we will receive the promise. Father, thank you that you give them confidence that your hand is upon them, that your plan and purpose, that you love them and that you will direct their steps. Give them a reassurance of your strength right now, Father, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, let them have this is the confidence because we know the word of God. They have confidence in you. Confidence in your word. Hallelujah. Confidence in your ability to come through. Abraham said this. He was fully persuaded that what God had said, God was able to perform it. Father, we are fully persuaded that what you said, you will perform. Hallelujah. Your word, hallelujah, works for us. And Lord, I just thank you and praise you that as each and every one as we move from this place. But Father, I may not know everybody here and everybody's at different levels of maturity and also different, different sets of times in their lives. But if there's anybody here that has never made Jesus Christ the Lord of their life or if there's anybody here that needs to come back to God, to come home or anybody watching that you need to come back to God. You need to come back. You need to hear about how great the shepherd is and the love that he has for you and what the Father wants to be for you. 
Hallelujah. He's calling. It's like the father. It's like the prodigal son. The father never went after the prodigal son because it wouldn't have done any good. He had to wait till the prodigal son said, I'm going to go home. My father's servants have it better than me. And when he came home, he said, Father, I've sinned. I'm no longer should I be called your son. And the father didn't even hear that. He said, my son was dead. Now he's like, because you've come home. So come on home. The father's arms are open wide. And if you're here and you need Jesus, and, and you know, the only way I know is Romans chapter 10, 9 and 10 says, if we believe in our heart, we confess with our mouth, the Lord Jesus, we shall be saved. For with the heart, man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Hallelujah. And if you've missed it and you were born again before, 1 John 1, 9 says, if you'll confess your sin, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Amen. So if there's anyone here, anyone watching, just raise your hand real high. We'll pray. Whether you're coming back to God or whether you're coming to God for the very first time. We'll always have an altar call because that's what it's all about, Jesus. You can go to heaven poor, you can go to heaven sick, you can go to heaven depressed, you can go to heaven all confused in your doctrine, but you can't go to heaven without knowing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You have to know Him. And so that's the key. We teach you truth so you can walk in truth. We teach you things so you can stand strong. But glory to God, the greatest thing is, man, when you got Jesus, that's the greatest. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, lift up your heads and eyes. God is so good. I love you all so much. Thank you, uh, you know, for your appreciation, for your, for your honor. And uh, I do. I do thank you so much. We love, Pastor Pamela and I, we love being here. We love Harvest Bible Church. Yeah, we're here constantly doing, uh, you know, uh, creating and making because we believe in you. We want to make things good for you. We had, we had a, the school was out for a week, so we painted their whole front of their building, put up new T111 and fixed all the dry rot that the, needed to be done. And, and so now ours looks a lot worse than theirs looks, looks really good. So now we got to tear ours apart and fix all our dry rot and fix all our things here. But uh, we're not, you know, we're not going on vacation. So in that sense, we're, we can do ours anytime we want to. So praise God, we're going to do that because it needs to be, I'd like to make it all stucco and have it all pretty and get it out of the, the wood stage and get it into a different stage there. Uh, but uh, uh, the only stucco I've ever done is I've done a garage and I've done several things to fix things and do. I've never done a huge thing like this and I don't want to. So hallelujah, that just means that will cost 10 times what it costs over there. Uh, and uh, more, more than that, it costs 100 times more because we did that over there. So hallelujah. But thank God that we're able to do that. Thank God that we want to be a blessing because we want them to be saved. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's all stand up. Praise God. We're going to have our prayer team go ahead and come forward. And if you need prayer for anything, these folks will pray with you. They'll just, uh, you know, believe God with you. Their blessings. I love you. God loves you guys. Be blessed. We'll see you all on Wednesday. And uh, thank you for being here. We love you guys tremendously. God bless.